0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I'm, of course, your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. Hmm, miscasting. Miscasting is one of those inevitable things when it comes to casting a film, any film, really. What does it really mean, and what does it mean to have a film miscast? Well, one of the problems that you have with miscasting is uh, your principal actor or actors don't have the right uh, energy, don't have the right, perhaps the right look, combination of things. They just don't work. They don't work as well as another actor would have. A really good example of this would be... Uh, back to the Future. Now, they originally wanted to cast Michael J. Fox, but he had uh, some issues. He, he The thing is, is that he was actually contractually obligated to continue working on a TV show that he was on, which is Growing Pains. So they had another actor, who was kind of the uh, last-minute replacement. And they brought this actor on, and you know, nothing wrong with him. He was He's a good actor. But as they were filming the various scenes, they realized something, that it, it just didn't have the right energy. It didn't feel quite right. Well, eventually, Michael J. Fox, of course, they, they found a way to work around his schedule at Growing Pains, and they were able to bring him on for the movie. Which was great news, but they had to, you know, reshoot all of these scenes with the previous actor, with Michael J. Fox. But they found that it worked so much better. It worked so much better. And they continued. Now, how does miscasting happen? I mean, you have so many people who are involved. You have uh, various auditions that go on. Naturally, every actor, no matter how big to a certain degree, ever has to um, not audition. They have to come in, they have to read a script in, in front of directors, in front of the producers, cinematographer, all that stuff, and see what their energy is, what, what their fe- the field for the position is. And a lot of times, you'll if they have to work very closely with one or two other actors, they will be together in a reading, in a joint reading. To see if there's a chemistry. But how, how, with all of that in place, how is it that, you know, a, sh- a part gets miscast? Well, it kind of falls to a couple of issues. One is that uh, there's favoritism. Favoritism tends to occur uh, in any industry. The film industry is no exception. So you have a, an actor who is favored for a particular position, no matter what, you know, by the director, by a producer. Oftentimes it's by a producer. Directors are a little more cutthroat, but, you know, it does happen. And they're, they're kind of being pushed to get this position, to get this part. And, you know, they, their readings may feel all right. But that's kind of an issue. Doing a cold reading in a room with nothing around is very different than working on set. So, this tends to happen. Uh, Some people would like to point out, as an example of miscasting, was the whole um, live-action Ghost in the Shell movie. Which, honestly, in my opinion, that wasn't so much miscasting as that was just a bad film all around. You know, miscasting was the least of its concerns. Bad writing. Just bad writing. Was, excuse me, was one of its big down, its big, uh, big issues. So... If we have all of this, what what other things can we uh, kind of glean from any of this? Well, there are a number of films in which uh, you will you'll start to see kind of a miscasting, and it really kind of boils down to the body of work of various actors and actresses tend to have. You watch them and go, ah. Perhaps this particular actor isn't a good fit for this. For example, uh, you do a comedy show. You're doing a comedy movie. And you bring in, as one of your principal actors, someone whose body of work has really just been more serious. Lots of dramas, lots of actions and, and action-adventure, that sort of thing. It doesn't seem like they're much of a good fit. Now, granted, you know, you don't want to pigeonhole people. You don't want to typecast them. But sometimes, uh, typecasting is kind of what happens with some folks, even though they don't want it to happen. It's kind of, it's something that's not really well liked as a thought process here, but it's a lot like in certain, with certain stereotypes. You know, the stereotypes exist because there's a grain of truth to it. Not, it's not, of course, a broad brush for everyone, but there's a grain of truth to it. And much like with typecasting, there's a grain of truth to the line of thought that You know, you're not being chosen for some of these positions because you're not going to fit those positions. You're not going to fit in this particular genre. You're not going to be able to fit in and and work as effectively in this particular genre. As opposed to that. Uh, Bela Lugosi was uh, quite famously typecasted as uh, horror. He was just as a horror actor. So... You know, I mean he played Dracula, he played Igor in uh, a, Franken- a Frankenstein movie. I forget which one. You know that was that was his being him being typecasted. Now he could have done other things, but the film industry at the time was not quite as sophisticated as it ended up becoming nowadays. So you can kind of see it's like, well, I'm not going to put in someone like Bela Lugosi in a comedy because, well, he has this very thick, very European accent. And the idea of him doing comedy in which comedy is something that needs to be kind of uh, understood, because back then and much today, Comedy is subjective as well as regional. You know, the sense of humor in Japan is very different from the sense of humor here in the U.S. Just take a look at comedy anime and you'll see the huge difference. The Japanese love puns. And Americans prefer other jokes. They don't prefer puns, they prefer other jokes. You know, that sort of thing. Little off topic, but I think we're we're kind of having to go around all of this because miscasting can happen for a variety of reasons, and a lot of times some of the guardrails, as it were, don't always catch an issue until it becomes an issue. That's why you often hear when uh, a film is in production. There was the announcement of a particular actor, set of of actors, actresses, that sort of... And all of a sudden, a couple of them leave production. They're no longer a part of production anymore. And this often happens, either it's uh, contractual uh, differences, um, sometimes they have other contracts to come up, so on and so forth, but a lot of times it's mainly because... Hey, we got them on set, we got them all going, and we're like, whoa, they're not working out. And so it's kind of, we're going to go in a different direction kind of thing. We're going in a different direction. It's often, it's a statement that's often heard on film sets in a lot of places. We're going in a different direction. Now, as I, like I said, uh, this, sometimes it happens because of favoritism. And favoritism is, as I also said, is often pushed by, mainly by producers. Uh, This is when producers and studios tend to have way too much authority when it comes to who gets to be on set. Really, it should be down to the director and the writers, who gets to be their characters. That's really who I think should have final say, and for the most part, that's who gets final say. But occasionally, producers, strong-willed producers, and certain studios who just cannot help themselves, they have to meddle, will start pushing. And usually the miscasting beca- is because the producers and studios are pushing for a particular actor or actress because they feel that their name, that they just big name, the star power is really going to push the uh, that film out there. People are going to be really mo- mo- much more interested in the film if this big name is attached to it. You know, easy marketing. They don't have to, you know, they pay for the actor and they do their thing. But because that name's attached, ah, now it's like a guaranteed audience. That's kind of the thinking. It's not true in any sense of the word, but... Eh. (laughs) Well, it's true, but it's not true to the way they think it is. It's true that name recognition does exist and that people will go, Ah, yeah, I know that person. Maybe. But it doesn't translate into butts and seats. It never has. Not really. I mean, I think there was like studies done and it's negligible. Still... This is one another, good, another big reason why a miscasting could occur. You have a cast of nobodies, a studio, especially one that likes to meddle, will go, No, 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 no. You need to replace this person who, on set, works, works really well, and really sells that character, and really sells the whole story. And instead, re- sack him, get rid of him, and replace him with a big-name movie star who may or may not be able to pull it off. They might, but then again, they might not. And they come with their own set of problems on set. Some of them are just absolute divas and they're a pain in the ass to work with. Excuse me. But suffice it to say, this is uh, just one of those things that occurs. When it comes to casting, there's always going to be that chance that there's a bit of a miscast. And there's always a chance that you can right the ship, as it were, before it gets out of hand. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because maybe the director's being kind of cowed into this position. And sometimes it's because they become contractually bound they have to have this person involved sometimes that's a condition that the studio in you know puts in place and says you can make this film only if you have this person cast in this role now you're contractually obligated you have to work with this person and they don't work out well (laughs) you can try negotiating with the studio but they usually have their minds made up, and they're pretty stubborn about this kind of crap. So, <laughs> you left worth films in which the energy isn't there, or it's like, wow, the lead actor is phoning it in. Everyone else is working their ass off, and then they're really selling it. And this one person's like, whatever. And you feel it. As as an audience, you can really tell who's phoning it in and who's working it. But, eh. That was just a little bit of information, a little bit of, you know, miscasting what it is and what it means to the film industry and to films at large. Hope you enjoyed that little, little jaunt. Well, I think that's going to be it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed, but I will see y'all next time.